it is Father's Day, and the first father we want to honor is our Heavenly Father. Say this after me, Father in Heaven, heaven. thank you for this word. word. It is the absolute truth that I believe it. It is your personal love letter to me, and I receive it. It is the answer to my questions and the answer to the world's issues. Lord, today, my ears are ready to hear your word. My heart is ready to receive your word. And I, by faith, am ready to be a doer of the word. In Jesus' name. Stand to your feet right there. Father, I thank you for this time we have together today. I pray that you would penetrate our hearts. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I thank you that your word has gone forth even before now to prepare the hearts and minds of every individual in this room, that you would penetrate with your word, which is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. You would penetrate our hearts this morning in Jesus' name. If you agree with me, say amen. You may be seated. God, you're so good. We've come to worship you this morning. If you're just joining us, we have been on a series of relationships. We're about two weeks shy of finishing up romantic relationships. And I really want to encourage you to grab hold of what God is teaching. Not Mr. Kurt, but what God is teaching. I am literally a vessel. Do you know what a vessel is? We don't have vessels much in our society today. But how many have ever seen a pitcher of water? That is a vessel. You pour the water in, and the purpose of having the water in is to pour it out. You and I are vessels used by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So this morning, it is not Mr. Kurt who is speaking to you. It is God through the power of His Holy Spirit. Grab hold of what He has for you this morning and run with it, and you will live a triumphant and amazing life. If we have any ushers, can you start passing out uh, some of those? Uh, Thank you, Mr. Jeremy. Let's get those cards passed out. We're going to follow... Together along, you will need a pen. Make sure when you come to D2, I'll bring a Bible, a notebook, and a pen, because I'm going to make you do something every time you come, so you don't want to be missing out, okay? Bible, notebook, and a pen. These are some notes. They're blank notes. You can follow along with me this morning as we get to our message and start studying God's Word. There's a lot of blanks. I'll give you those answers together as we study. Please let our ushers know what you need. If, you, if they don't know, if you don't have a pen, let them know what you need, please. Mr. Willie, you weren't here when we honored our fathers, but we know that you are a father, and we love you very much. Thank you for all you've done. How many of you would love to discover the secret or the formula for romance? The secret to a lifelong romance. How many of you would love, if there was a formula out there, like X, Y equals Z, how many of you would say, I need to study that formula and know it? I want a lifelong romance. So what is X, Y plus X plus Y equals Z? How many of you want the formula for a lifelong romance? The secret, yeah. Many of us want the formula for a lifelong romance. We're going to study that today. Listen to me as I speak and we study God's word together. Let me ask you this simple question. How many of you want to be married in this room? Show of hands, nice and high. Those of you who want to be married, how many of you would like to be divorced by the time you're 30? Anyone want to be divorced in this room? Anyone seriously want to be divorced in this room? We're we're serious answers today, okay? We had fun last week. That's all said and done. How many of you want to be divorced by the time you're 30? Not one of you. How many want to be married again? Let me see. Hands high. I need your hands high. How many of you want to be divorced? 
How many of you would love for your children to feel the pain and the sting of divorce in a broken and torn apart family? You want your kids to feel that? No. Those are silly questions. Nobody in this room actually wants to be divorced. We all want to find a lifelong romance. Not a single person in this room, if you're really serious with yourself, wants to experience the broken heartache of an end of a relationship. And no one in this room, once you've had a child, would ever want to tear that child's heart apart because that's what happens in divorce. And many of you in this room may have experienced that through yourselves or through a friend or family member. So none of us in this room want to experience divorce. None of us want the heartache of that. But how do we get to that place where we don't have to experience divorce? If I was to ask you, how would you find a lifelong romance? How do you guarantee that that romance will not end in divorce? How do you guarantee that your marriage will not end in divorce? What would you say? What would some of your answers be? Alex? If your relationship is based on God, how many of you agree with Alex? Any other answers? Just, okay, he took the best one. Any other answers? Every one of us in this room agrees that the best way to have a romance is if the relationship is based on God. Let me poll the class. How many of us have had a relationship with somebody who is not a Christian? Hands high. A romantic, how many of us have had a dating, a romantic relationship with somebody who is not a Christian? If God is not the center of that relationship, how then can that relationship be successful if we all agreed that what Alex said is true? Last week I started messing with your theology. I want to do the same thing this morning. If you follow these steps that we have right here, God has laid out some very important things that we can do to discover and have a lifelong romance and not have to feel the sting and the pain of divorce and broken families. We're tired of that, okay? I, I told you this this morning. I sh we shouldn't have to tune into a Christian radio station and hear about absentee fathers. None of us in this room should be a husband that cheats on his wife. Guys, none of us in this room should be a husband that cheats on his wife. None of us in this room should be a father that walks away. But how do we get to that place? Let's start with our first thing, Jeremiah 29, 11. May I have one of those handouts, please, one of those worksheets? I don't know where they are, but I could benefit from one. As we discover the secrets to lifelong romance, the first thing that we need to do is turn over to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah is just after the book of Isaiah. It is a prophet, a prophetic book. Jeremiah was a prophet. Under your fill-in, you can write in, recognize and accept God's plan. The first thing that we need to do if we want to discover a lifelong romance and really have any success in this life is to recognize and accept God's plan. Once you get to Jeremiah 29, 11, first person that has it who has a loud voice, throw your hand up and you can read it for me. Okay, Brandon was the first. When everyone's ready, Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Your fill-in at the top, number one, recognize and accept God's plan. And your second fill-in is actually the, the chapter and verse, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. This is for you to take home and have so you can have with you all the time. Okay, Brandon, when you're ready, go ahead and read. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God literally lays out at the beginning a formula and says, I know the plans that I have for your life. Ask yourself this question right now. 
Do I actually believe that for me? You say, Mr. Kurt, this was written thousands of years ago to the children of Israel. This was written even before Jesus came. Do I really believe that this is true? How many of us accept this for our lives? How many of us actually say, you know what, that's true for me. God has a plan for me. Let me tell you something. The Bible says all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So before we even think about romance, before we think about any step in life, we need to recognize and accept God has a plan for me. Recognize and accept God's plan. If many of us, well, let me ask you, how many of you say you agree with this scripture? Say, I agree God has a plan for my life. Yes? Why do we try to do it on our own? This is the thing that I've not been able to figure out about myself. If I know God has a perfect plan for my life, why am I so knuckleheaded sometimes and I want to do it myself? Maybe I want to control my life. Paul? My flesh just wants to do whatever it wants to do, the opposite of what God wants. Becky? You want it in your own time. God's going to take too long. These are all great answers. Those are it. We know in our hearts, if we're really honest with ourselves, if you're a Christian and you know God, you know in your heart God has the best plan for you. But we sometimes think that God is slow, right? We sometimes think that he's just not with the program. God didn't realize it's the 21st century. He needs to hurry up a little bit. He needs to get things moving. So we rush him. The important thing about recognizing that God has a plan for your life is you can make a decision to have it your way. But like Burger King, it's going to leave you unsatisfied. You ever had Burger King? You ever had Burger King? You can have it your way, but like Burger King, you're going to have that pit in your stomach when you go to bed at night, or you're not going to be fulfilled. We can do things in life our way. Do they still have that slogan, have it your way? Is it still? Okay, we'll let the rest of the classroom get it. Yeah, yeah. Have it your way, Burger King. You can have it your way, but like Burger King, you're going to be unsatisfied. You need to recognize and accept that God has a plan for your life. Here's another important scripture. Turn over to the book of Romans. You got it. The scripture's already there. Romans 8.32. I'd like somebody else to read that for me once you get there, please. Okay, Mike has got it. Mike, when you're ready, go ahead and read it, please. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how much will he not also with him freely give us all things? This is, a, this is a question and answer morning. How many of you have ever felt like you need to do it on your own because God's not going to give you the person you want? You need to find that person your own because you're afraid that God's not... Have you ever been afraid that God doesn't have the right person for you? What if God chooses somebody... I was there. What if God chooses like this, this wicked like holy person and all she wants to do is be in church all the time? What if he chooses somebody like that? Or what if he... I mean, I had all these different messed up thoughts. Maybe I'm the only one. I wasn't always in love with God like I am right now. Okay, so that's why... But I used to really think, oh man, what if God doesn't have the best person for me? God's going to choose somebody that all she wants to do is read her Bible. She's not even going to notice me. She's not even going to want to kiss me. She's going to read her Bible all the time. I had all these different ideas. But God says he didn't spare his own son. Was Jesus the best gift that God could give? 
You better believe it. There's no gift given in all of eternity greater than the gift of Jesus, but God gave him for you and I. So you have to believe, accept God's plan, and accept that in his time he has the right person for you. The second fill in here is don't rush romance. This is where we all get messed up. Don't rush romance. In your scripture there is Song of Solomon's chapter 2, verse 7, which we can all turn to. You can go back if you find the book of Proverbs. Go two books to the right. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the book of Song of Solomon or Song of Songs. Don't rush romance. These are steps to lifelong romance. But the first thing you have to realize is you cannot rush romance. Some of you have already said that. It's got to be in God's time. Sometimes we still want to do it in ours. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 7. First person there can raise your hand quietly, and you can read for us this morning. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 7. Do you have it, Caleb? No? Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 7. First person there. MJU, are you there? MJU, Matt Udall, are you there? Yes. Oh, you got there. What's that? No, it's uh, a Song of Solomon. You have King James. A Song of Solomon 2, verse 7. Okay, Matthew, Jay Udall, our graduate, is going to read Song of Solomon chapter 2, verse 7. Go. Very good. He's reading from King James, obviously. <laughs> Don't awaken my love until he pleases. Who else has another translation for us? Becky, go ahead and read that, please. Say it again nice and loud with your acting voice, please. Okay. Again, another book that was written thousands of years ago. But can you tell me why the author of the scripture said, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles and the does of the field? Do you know why she chose those animals? Just use your imagination. Why do you think she chose those? Why do you think the author chose those animals? Donovan? They are beautiful, but not necessarily the right answer. You know what? That's partly right. You're absolutely right. That's, half, that's the second half. I'm not just trying to make you feel good. That's the second half. There's a first half. Gazelles and does are untamed, non-domesticated animals. They cannot be tamed. They are wild animals. And the author is saying, I am charging you, although this is a beautiful animal, don't mess with it until the time is right. So Carolyn talked about missions trips. Follow me. We're all taking a D2L mission trip to Spain. We are going to Spain. We have been street witnessing all day. The time has come for a bullfight at the end of the night. We're going over to the bullfight. The ring is packed. The bull is big. Horns are sharp. And your new Spanish friend says to you, you should go play Toreador. You should go be the bullfighter for the evening. Mr. Kurt has already forewarned you, don't go into the ring with the bull, you will be, what's that word they use? No, 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 there's a word. Uh, when they stab you, uh, what's that word? Uh, gourd. You will be gourd. Mr. Kurt has already warned you. I didn't hear it. All right. 
Mr. Kurt has already warned you back at the hotel, if you go into the ring with the bull, you're going to get gored because you are not experienced. But your new Spanish friend says, hey man, you should be the bullfighter for the night. How many of you would sit there and wonder and weigh, should I listen to Mr. Kurt or should I listen to my new Spanish friend? My new Spanish friend is from Spain. He probably knows I can do this. Mr. Kurt's never seen a bullfight. He doesn't know what he's talking about. How many of you would actually choose the Spanish friend's advice over Mr. Kurt's wisdom? Spanish, Spanish friend? Is there money involved? <laughs> How many of you would choose Mr. Kurt's wisdom? Yeah, if you're going to get gored, there's no point. Where's the money going to go? That is exactly... See, it's silly. It is so silly to say that we would throw ourselves in a ring with a bull. We've never, we don't know how to be a bullfighter, okay? Even if I've never experienced it, you can trust my words. Don't be so stupid. We need to have the same attitude when it comes to God. When God is saying, I'm charging you and warning you, don't stir up love and awaken love until the time is right and you're ready. Because love sometimes is untamable, is unruly. The emotions and the passions, the strong heart that is required, you need to be prepared emotionally physically and spiritually prepared so when god is saying don't awaken it until the time is right in fact the uh, king james version said don't awaken my love until he pleases don't awaken the love that god has for you until his time for you is right when we enter into a relationship whether or not it's with a christian person doesn't matter if it's outside of god's time we're throwing ourselves in the ring we're gonna get gored and we're gonna get hurt for example there's, uh, there's, uh, there's some students who used to come to D2L. I'm going to share their story with you. They met in D2L. Beautiful couple. Like a match made in heaven. Okay? And it's in church. We talked about that last week. The greatest place to find your future spouse is right here in your youth group. He's 18. He's a senior in high school. She's 14. She's just become a freshman. A little bit of an age difference, but you know, robbing the cradle is not that big of a deal. When you're 18, it's like four years, right? So... They decide that, you know what, we're going to enter into a relationship. Now, he is older. He's a little bit wiser. He really sees that this relationship could head towards marriage. So his decision, we're going to call him Dennis. Dennis's decision is to work out every situation with this girl. Whatever she needs, he wants to work it out because he wants to marry her. Judy is only concerned with having a boyfriend. All Judy wants is a boyfriend. She's 14. She could care less about marriage. Yeah, marriage is great, you know, one day. But she just wants a boyfriend right now because it's cool, it's comfortable, it's warm. I like the feeling, all that stuff. So every time they have an issue in the relationship, he works really, 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 really hard to work things out. But she just brushes it off because she says, oh, what, who cares? It's not that big of a deal. What's wrong here? He has one expectation and she has another expectation. After months and months of trying to work things out, Dennis graduates from high school and says, you know what? I don't want this mess anymore. I'm tired of this. She's too young. She's not even looking towards marriage. I'm done. As a result, Judy ends up with a broken heart and a broken relationship. And there goes another piece of her heart. And there goes another piece of Dennis's heart. Off in the distance. Gone away with that broken relationship. Because they didn't listen to the charge of God from his word that God will bring about love when the time is right. It's so important that you and I make sure that we are ready, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, and socially ready for love. Who's the best determinant of when you're ready for love? Who knows the insides and outs of you? 
God. So can we agree that he would really know the best time? Yes. Let's keep moving here this morning. The third thing I want to share with you this morning, we talk about steps to finding a lifelong romance. Oh, okay, i got to stop real quick. Matthew 7, 7. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, God's greatest and most precious gift, tells us, keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking. For as you ask, you will be answered. As you knock, the door will be open to you. And as you seek, you will find. For what man among you is there who would not give a gift to his child if his child asks for a gift? If his child asks for some bread, would the father give him a stone? If the child asks for a piece of a fish, would the father give him a serpent? If you then, being worldly people, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your father in heaven know how to give gifts to those who love him? Can I just tell you, you need to satisfy in your heart right now, God is not withholding romance from you. Miss Jennifer and I are married. We were in this youth group. We have so many different couples back here who are either married, dating, engaged. They are moving towards that relationship. I know what it's like to be your age. They know what it's like to be your age. Okay, Noah's engaged. That's fine. I'm sorry. My mistake. But they know what it's like to be in your shoes. I know what it's like to be in your shoes. And yet... We're all here married. I married the love of my life. Ask anyone, I hope they would say that they married the love of their life. But God is not, listen, you need to hear this. God is not withholding romance from you. But God is a father who knows when the time is right. Let me give you an example. One day, Lily was like, I mean, Lily gets hungry. She's like, Dad, man, when she's hungry, it's go time. And she is ready to eat. When she's ready to eat, she wants to eat now. And so she says to me, Daddy, Daddy, I'm hungry. I want some peanut, uh, peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and jelly. I mean, she's like one. So she's like running around the house. I want peanut butter and jelly. I want peanut butter and jelly. We just got in from grocery shopping. I'm trying to get everything set. And I've got the peanut butter out of the cabinet. I'm getting ready to make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And she is pulling on my leg, telling me how much she needs this food. And I turned around and I said, Lily, you have to understand. Daddy knows what you need before you ask me. Just be patient. God is looking down at us when we're desiring for certain things. God looks down and says, I know what you need before you ever ask me. Just be patient. Was I preparing a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for my daughter? Was I going to let her starve? No, I'm a good dad. I was not going to let her starve. Even if she was getting under my skin, I wasn't going to let her starve. I was preparing her a sandwich. She didn't think anything was happening because from her vision... Her eyes were blinded. She's too short. She can't see what I'm doing. She's down here and the, the cabinet's up here. Sit on that for a second, okay? Catch what God is saying right there. We're constantly pulling on God to give us what we want now. And God is looking back and saying, listen, child, I know what you need before you ever ask. But be patient and trust me. I'm preparing it right now. I'm preparing it right now. But as God is preparing, what do we need to be doing? We need to be preparing. Lily's got to be prepared to eat that sandwich. She's got to get out of her nice dress-up clothes and put on the dirty feeding clothes. She's got to sit in the chair, wash her hands. She has to prepare. You and I have some preparing to do before the time is right and we are ready. So let's keep moving. Uh, the third thing I want to share with you this morning is this where it comes in to prepare. Seek God first. Seek God first. You can go over to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. 
The book of Matthew is the first uh, gospel recorded in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. I'm going to read this one because I want to share it. Matthew 6, 33. When you get there, say, I got it. But seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6.33, that's your little fill in there. Matthew 6.33, seek God first. And Matthew 6.33, as we seek God, he brings about his perfect will, his perfect plan for our life. Let me ask you something. Do you remember that guy we studied in the book of Genesis? His name was Adam. Adam was busy seeking God and doing the work of God. Adam was doing exactly what God called him to do. God said, I'm going to bring every animal to you, and you name the animal. He was seeking God first. He was doing what God told him to do. And at the right time, God looked down and said, it's not good for man to be alone. Let me make for him a helper comparable to him. When you seek God first, that's part of your preparation. It's part of my preparation. Then all these things shall be added to you. When you seek God first... All these things shall be added to you. It's important that we put God first in everything we do. Let's move along here. The fourth thing I want to share with you this morning in terms of steps to a lifelong romance is this is the most important. Look at your neighbor, say most important. Turn to your other neighbor, say most important. I want to give you these fill-ins first. Learn to know the voice and leading of the Holy Spirit. Learn to know the voice and leading of the Holy Spirit. If you would, please go to our final scripture this morning in the book of Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse you get there, please say, I got it. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says, But it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. We must get a hold of this. The only way to discover your purpose and your potential in this life, including the romance that God has for you, is to seek God first and to develop a relationship with Him so you can know His voice and so you can know His leading. Many of us want God to bring that person to us and we can't even take charge over our own life. Many of us can't even do the simple things that God tells us to do, but yet we want somebody else to be involved in our lives. We want to have somebody else in in a relationship in our lives. Learn to know the voice and leading of the Holy Spirit. There's only two ways you can do that. Number one is by studying His Word and understanding His character. And the second way is by spending time alone with Him in prayer. Time alone with Him in prayer. We've got to move forward here. I love you guys very much. Let me give you this final one because it looks like we have to break. Above all else, number five, guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart. Are they completely done, Mr. Mack? Oh. All right. 
Can you come back next week and we can continue studying this? I don't want to leave it. Can you, can you do me a favor? Can you bring this, this stuff back next week? Bring your paper back. We'll finish this next week. It's too good to let go. I love you all very much. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these young men and women. Thank you for the purpose and the plan that you have for their life. Strengthen them and lead them. In Jesus' name, if there be one that doesn't know you, reveal yourself plainly this hour, right now. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. We love